Anton Schultz knows a thing or two about going to the bank with his uh, focus on the financials of Mending Capital Advisors joining us right now. Uh, Anton, it's like an all-Rochester show today. We had a guest on earlier from, Pitt, from your very own Pittsburgh, New York. Uh, and here you are looking at the banks for us. Um, uh, talk to me about uh, what we're seeing from the, the early results from the big banks. I think we saw some kind of mediocre results, and, uh, but some differentiated results. You know, people have talked a long time about ETFs and stock picking, and, you know, I think today is a really good example of, of stock picking and, you know, very different performances in the BKX. We saw pretty good numbers out of Bank of America. Stock is up on the day, and, you know, Wells Fargo and First Republic didn't have great numbers, and, you know, they both got, got hit pretty hard. So, uh, you know, real differentiation in terms of earnings and, and what the drivers were of those earnings as well. Uh, First Republic results. Uh, tell me what we saw there. Well, I think one of the one of the issues is it wasn't really the, the number. It was more sort of the cost of funds and, you know, deposit betas rising, which basically means as the Fed raises rates, uh, they've got to match, you know, match that raise more and more and keep less of the uh, return. Uh, you certainly saw the stocks getting pummeled today, down uh, about 7% of the day. Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of their funding off of CDs. And, you know, it's a really good bank. It's got a great wealth management arm. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for making more money when rates rise, you know, this might not be the, the, the play for that kind of thing. Uh, and, and, uh, and Bank of America? Bank of America has, you know, one of the best cost of funds in the business. Their deposit data has went up. But still, they were able to return quite a bit to the bottom line. Their cost cutting's working, um, so you know they had a pretty strong quarter. Um, on the capital markets side, you know none of the banks had great quarters, but it was all very, very well tel telegraphed. So you know their expenses coming down, still very interest sensitive. So as rates rise, they'll be able to capture some more of that rate rise. Uh, now, what about uh, your your beloved smaller banks? Uh, one of my favorite things to do is sit and talk to you about some of the banks that are off the radar, that are regional banks, and so on. Uh, have they started a report yet? Uh, they really haven't, um, but I think that uh, you know what we're going to, you know, what I expect to see is a lot of noise in some of the smaller banks because you've got banks obviously in Texas and Louisiana and Florida, you know, affected by you know the hurricanes. So you're going to see some some credit noise. And actually, one of the things I'm looking forward to is actually the opportunity those banks are going to have going forward. It's not going to be this quarter. It's going to be. You know, the, the different steps that happen. The first step is the insurance companies, you know, pay people claims on the damages. And where do they put them? They put them in the bank. So also when the banks have deposits have come in. And then the rebuild starts. And that rebuild not only leads to more loan demand from people rebuilding, it leads to, you know, everybody else who's involved in the rebuilding going out and, you know, expanding and hiring. And, and they need to borrow money as well. So uh, strong economic activity, I expect, in in places like Houston, uh, a lot of Florida, um, so and, and certainly Louisiana is going to have some of it as well. So I think there's some really good opportunities in those markets. So look past this quarter's numbers and actually, you know, get some baskets uh, of stocks in those markets. So maybe I should Small be asking you then about uh, Bank of Marin, which has a lot of uh, lending <laughs> up in the wine country and uh, up in, yeah. uh, uh, where the fires are raging right now. Uh, but uh, that stock's been up a little bit in the last couple of days. Um, is is this the kind of thing you, where you start to do some work there? What do you know about that one? Yeah, I do know it. it it's a it's a really good bank. Uh, we don't own it. It's it's pretty thinly traded and, and does trade at a pretty nice valuation. Uh, I premium to the group, but uh, yeah, the exposures is going to take a little while to sort of read through who's got what exposures, who's got what insurance. Um, you know, it's going to be a little tricky. Um, but 
clearly uh, along the same theme in, in, in this tragedy, this very terrible tragedy, you know, a bank in those markets, as long as they've underwritten properly and everybody's got insurance, then, um, you know, it will get and eventually gather deposits as, as you rebuild uh, Napa. There's going to be a lot of rebuilding going on. Uh, Santa Rosa, I mean, the whole town's been decimated. So, yeah, it's, um, and it's, and it's not know. by any means over yet. Um, I, I, no. I wonder, though, so w- when you start to do that homework, I mean, coach me up here. How, what should I be looking at to try to figure out if I'm making an investment in one of these companies, if I'm examining one of these stocks, what, what does a well-underwritten bank look like? What are the, how can I read that in the, in the uh, filings? Yeah, I think I think it's pretty tough to read in the filings. It's it's kind of knowing the history of management, how long you know that management's been around for, you know, have they run a bank before it's ever gotten into trouble or not? I mean, because from a basic underwriting perspective, you just want to make sure that if you're lending money um, to someone, obviously in a flood prone area, that they've got the proper insurance in place. And you know, whether it's in Florida or or Texas, you want to make sure that you know you've got all of that. So it, it does come to experience of management, comes to the history of the bank. Most of them are pretty good at it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always a risk that, that someone's, someone sort of missed, uh, you know, getting the business interruption insurance, right? And when they make a commercial loan and, you know, that, that again is strong underwriting and to make sure you've got all that in place. Um, uh, interesting too. I, I would imagine you're probably spending a lot of time on the phone talking to some of these CEOs of these banks, uh, to try to find, see where they are. Absolutely. I was going to say, you begin talking to them literally, as, as you're aware of the event happening, I mean, you know, before the hurricane hit in Florida, we were on the phone talking to a lot of banks that had big mortgage operations trying to understand, you know, literally where were they, how were they, how were they underwriting things, what was going to go on with processing of mortgages. And, you know, really one of the things that, that we saw was a lot of, you know, people stopped underwriting mortgages literally a week before the hurricane. The hurricane was coming, you, you weren't going to have, you know, title or insurance in place fast enough, no one wanted to do it. And, um, you know, it's about due diligence. So, absolutely, you want to do that kind of work. Uh, well, we're glad you do it, and we're glad you share that with us, too. Anton Schutz, president of Menden Capital Advisors, joining us on the phone. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Anton. Always a pleasure. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.